0: You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Sarah Golseth. We get to hear today about a special event coming up at Concordia Seminary here in St. Louis that will be celebrating the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Uh, first, I'd like to thank our, our underwriter, Concordia University Wisconsin, for their support of Faith and Family. To learn more about Concordia University Wisconsin, you can visit our website, kfuo.org and look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section. So, so We're, we're going to talk about celebrating the Reformation and personally, I can't think of a better way to do that than, than to sing something (laughs) So joining me uh, in studio today is um, Dr. Jim Marriott, uh, Director of Musical Arts at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Thanks for joining me today. my pleasure to
1: be here. Thanks so much Much for the opportunity. It helps if I turn your mic on. Oh, thanks so much for the opportunity. (laughs) It's fun to be here.
0: So tell me, um, tell me about your role at the seminary. You haven't been there a really long time.
1: I'm starting my third year. So it's uh, uh, really an honor to teach at the seminary and to be part of the music activities there. Um, So my role uh, uh, involves teaching our worship courses and then also uh, kind of uh, shepherding the whole music process at the seminary Mm -hmm. and leading the the seminary's uh, a musical expression and worship, both in our chapel services and with our touring choirs and other community choir um, uh, expressions in St. Louis. So it's it's kind of a fun opportunity to do music uh, and to teach at the same time.
0: Sure. Do you, is are your days ever the same?
1: Uh, no, every day is different, <laughs> and uh, every day is full of uh, new relationships that I'm building and uh, uh, new interactions with students. And uh, um, yeah, it's it's really a, a, a joy and a privilege to be part of it. So.
0: That's awesome. What is it like to be uh, surrounded by church music every day?
1: Oh, it's a dream come true. Um, uh, it's uh, exactly what I wanted to do with my life, and how I feel that the Spirit has gifted me to be able to to make music every day, to play the organ regularly, um, and and the seminary is such a great singing community. It's mm-hmm. it's so great when. Uh, Um, we have the opportunity to join um, voices with uh, Christians. Uh, That's not something that happens a lot in our society today. That's true. We get to daily make musical praise to God and uh, to tell the story of Jesus Christ and our salvation by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's just really uh, very fulfilling for me and fun to be able to use my gifts in that place, so...
0: That's great. Now, you're also um, organist in residence, is that
1: correct? That's right. So I am the the chief organist for the chapel services. We are very blessed with a number of student organists and organists from the community that volunteer their time to come and play for our chapel services. So we have a number of organists in our rotation Mm -hmm. and uh, um, they're all very excellent. We're very blessed to have such good music at the seminary, but uh, I I certainly cherish my times (laughs) where I get to play as well and uh, really enjoy those opportunities. Sure.
0: And does that that afford you the time to also um, compose new things and, and create new arrangements?
1: Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I always, like you said, my days are never the same and uh, <laughs> uh, whether I'm teaching or composing or planning um, and administrating over things, um, I get to do a little bit of everything. So it really is a, a dream job uh, in terms of musical opportunities, just getting to, to um, find a lot of different ways to serve.
0: That's great. So we're we're here today to talk about um, the the opening the opening service hymn festival uh, at the seminary right. coming up in
1: August. So. Um, uh The seminary has introduced a new curriculum uh, which uh, changes us from a quarter system to a semester system. And the Ah. really neat thing about that is we're starting a week earlier than we usually have. We usually would have our opening service over Labor Day weekend, and now we're starting a week earlier so that our opening service is not over Labor Day (laughs) weekend. And with that, it gave us the opportunity to add. Um, Some extra events over the opening, uh, kind of the opening weekend, um, because it does not conflict with a holiday weekend. So uh, we collaborated together and wanted to try out doing uh, opening weekend hymn festival on Mm -hmm. Sunday. Um, That would couple with our opening service, which is on Friday. So this particular event um, is a a hymn festival, uh, kind of a concert of hymn singing with a congregation and a mass choir and a brass ensemble. And uh, uh, just a real fun opportunity to build relationships and intersections between the St. Louis community, our new students who are coming in, returning students who are trying to get excited for a, a new <laughs> uh, uh, new academic year, mm-hmm. and uh, just a, a real um, fun and exciting opportunity to to be back together um, and to invite the St. Louis community uh, to celebrate with us.
0: Sure, and this is this is. Open to the
1: public? It is open to the public, and uh, um, that's actually the goal, is mm-hmm. to, to build to, so that it's not just a seminary thing, but it's something that um, the St. Louis community gets to share together and we get to celebrate together. We're hoping that this is um, officially the first annual mm-hmm. opening uh, weekend hymn festival, and in the future we hope to um, invite organists from Ooh. our... Um, uh, Concordia University systems and other elite organists um, and church musicians from across the United States and throughout the world to come and be part of this hymn festival and uh, to help us, you know, kind of uh, celebrate in this way.
0: Sure. And so this one is specifically for um, Celebrating the Reformation then?
1: Yes, it it was an easy thing to pick. Uh, (laughs) Of course. uh, Everyone's doing Reformation 500 this year, Mm -hmm. so um, uh, we are coupling uh, a Reformation 500 theme with this opening service hymn festival. Uh, The seminary will actually have... uh, uh, reformation service, Reformation mm-hmm. five hundred service on october thirty first. So this is not replacing that, um, <laughs> but it is uh, adding to the fun and adding mm-hmm. to the to the celebration of uh, this whole year by having kind of a reformation theme to the uh, to the hymn festival.
0: That's awesome. So what what are some of the exciting things that are going to happen um, during this festival? Is it um, some new arrangements that are going to be happening and, and different uh, congregational involvement and that kind of thing? Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so one exciting thing is that we're forming this mass choir and mm-hmm. so far we have over 40 people signed up for the wow. choir um, and that's with not a whole lot of publicity. So mm-hmm. uh, my hope is that that number will even double by the time we get to uh, August and we'll have a really A good group of musicians that are gathered together, and that just makes it more fun um, when you get to have a lot of people together uh, singing and and, Mm -hmm. uh, rehearsing together. So the Mass Choir will be fun, and we have a a brass ensemble that's volunteering um, for the event as well, and it's really um, been very encouraging to see our students and some of our faculty members who are brass and also brass players throughout the St. Louis community actually volunteer um, to play on this hymn festival and to, to help make it happen. So it's, it's, it's really um, been exciting. There will be new arrangements. Uh, I'm writing some right now. And uh, just this last week was working on a couple of new organ arrangements of uh, Lord Thee I Love With All My Heart. And we'll be writing uh, a couple of new hymn settings, um, including one of uh, O Lord Our God of Heaven and Earth. Or, O God, O Lord of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should know the titles of these hymns. (laughs) And uh, uh, Which is a newer hymn uh, to me, but I really love Mm -hmm. the text and and the melody is very powerful and uh, very fun to sing. Sure. And then we'll uh, um, use some old arrangements of mine as well. Uh, I've got a a nice setting of A Mighty Fortress that we'll do, Mm -hmm. uh, a setting of We Praise You and Acknowledge You um, with the the Gustav Holtz melody. Oh, yes. um, And uh, a couple of other arrangements like that. Those are some exciting hymns to sing. It will be very fun. And it won't all be loud. Lots of loud, but uh, some some nice soft things as well. So it'll be a good balance.
0: The loud ones are the fun
1: ones. They are the fun ones. I do like the loud, yeah.
0: Sure. So you mentioned um, your your new arrangement for Lord the I Love With All My Heart. And I, that's probably a, a very f- favorite hymn for a lot of people. I yeah. remember growing up uh, in grade school, we would sing it. Almost all the time. It was it was like my entire eighth grade class's favorite hymn because we would sing it in chapel and it was out of TLH, so it was the very you know, the two pages, nice, nice long yes, hymn, but we long, loved yes.
1: it. Deep it theology. Was,
0: yes. yes. It's beautiful. And and now it seems we sing it at nearly every funeral and it's it's a just a beautiful text. Mm-hmm. Um why what made you want to do an arrangement
1: of that hymn? That's a good question. Um it had been kind of in my heart and mind it's a favorite of mine as Mm -hmm. as well but it had been in my heart and mind recently um especially because of my grandparents health my grandfather Mm -hmm. passed away two years ago he was a wonderful church musician my grandmother's on hospice and so Mm -hmm. um that text has been um really a, a close part of my devotional life recently and uh Um, So the arrangement that I'm writing will actually be an organ interpretation of the final verse. Oh, wow. And it'll be in two movements. The first movement is a softer movement Mm -hmm. that uh, captures the text. uh, Lord, let at last thine angel come to Abram's bosom, bear me home, that I may die unfearing Mm -hmm. and in its narrow chamber keep my body safe in peaceful sleep until thy reappearing. And then um, whenever I play this hymn anyway, I usually play that um, section softer and mm-hmm. more meditative and then when you know um, until thy reappearing <laughs> and then from death awaken me that you know the music kind of explodes a bit and so the second uh, second meditation will be on that second part of that final stanza and then from death awaken me and it's much more joyful and triumphant and uh, trying to as much as we can through music capture the idea of um, seeing Jesus face to face and mm-hmm. you know oh uh, um, uh, and this idea of our praises and our prayer lasting forever—just mm-hmm. um, how wonderful that will be when we when we are um, together before the throne. So
0: yes the text is so rich
1: I love that text yes for sure <laughs>
0: it's, it's real so good so and uh, you also mentioned um, O God O Lord of heaven and earth which is probably a newer hymn for most people it's it's still a little bit unfamiliar
1: mm-hmm. absolutely and so that's one of the reasons that we want to use it in this hymn festival. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the neat things about singing our faith is that we continue to write new hymns and have new musical expressions that come all the time, even as we uh, celebrate and rehearse the old favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this um, hymn is uh, is new to me as well, mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed getting to know it and to wrestle through it musically and also through the text. Uh, the arrangement that I'm planning, I haven't written it yet, but that I'm planning uh, will have a... a, a Choral interpretation of stanza two, Mm -hmm. um, which kind of uh, captures uh, humanity's struggle with sin and, you know, kind of this, uh, um, uh, you know, encapsulates our struggle with the fall and uh, how we navigate through Mm -hmm. making sense of life and uh, it points us to Christ. So then the rest of the hymn will involve brass and organ and uh, um, congregational singing. And uh, it, I'm, I'm excited about putting that arrangement together. So That
0: sounds great. And and this hymn, O oh God, O Lord of Heaven and Earth is a Martin Franzman text. Yes. So for our, our um, Lutherans who like to read the, the small prints at the bottom of the hymnal, that's, that's a pretty exciting thing. Yes, especially for the
1: seminary. And <laughs> yes. I, I definitely mm-hmm. wanted to include one Fransman text and yeah. uh, um, had lane Strongly towards uh, thy strong word. You know, mm-hmm. that's the, the oh, classic yes. Franzman text. But this one, um, uh, was really an uh, uh, opportunity to do something different and to mm-hmm. and, uh, teach a new hymn. And I think that's so important for our congregations that we're always teaching new music mm-hmm. and learning new music and, and growing together. Um, uh, you know, our, our tradition is never static. It's always dynamic and changing and growing, and we live into that together, and, and it's, uh, it's fun to be able to do that.
0: Sure. So why, why, what is so important about singing hymns?
1: yeah, I mean, that's the legacy of the Reformation, certainly is the you know this uh, uh, picking up on the early church's practice of of singing together as mm-hmm. people. And uh, um, it is so important as a discipleship tool to be able to to make music and to combine music and text as a way to proclaim our faith, um, to make public witness of it to to the world as we live as church in the world, as witness of God's uh, work of salvation through Jesus Christ. But also that we might know and remember those truths for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Music is is so powerful, working with memory Mm -hmm. and uh, helping us to remember and to internalize these expressions. And one of the um, one of the true benefits of hymns when you memorize them. Is that the text becomes so powerfully mm-hmm. ingrained in who you are and become so much an expression of your identity? at least that's my experience with hymns to where Lord the I love with all my heart, <laughs> you know uh, is is committed to memory. and I, I look forward to this Franzman text also becoming committed <laughs> to memory so that even I remember the title of it. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know uh, how to how to make public witness mm-hmm. of our faith. Through singing, uh, that's that is the ongoing legacy of the church, and really across all styles and genres of music that we have in the church, that is the point: is to make public witness um, of our faith, and also to internalize those truths for ourselves. Music has such a way of discipling us um, that is, it's so critical to to who we are and how we act as church.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, there's so many times that um, you know I might be struggling through something or feeling anxious or, um, or even just looking forward to a new day and a, and a hymn will just, will just come into my head and it'll just start running. And I don't, I don't even know where it comes from, but it's just because we've sung so many of these hymns so often they, they do, they get ingrained and it's, it's a, really wonderful reminder of, of your faith every day.
1: Exactly right. And, uh, you know, so much of our Reformation legacy is uh, um, proclaiming Christ mm-hmm. uh, in these hymns. And so being able, even the in the hymn festival, we'll have three hymns that are um, interpretations of psalms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the King of Love, My Shepherd is, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. We couldn't do a Reformation 500 <laughs> without uh, hymn festival, without A Mighty Fortress. Of course. Um, and then... Uh, uh, praise the Almighty, um, LSB 797. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, those, you know, being able to proclaim Christ in the Psalms and to see uh, the biblical narrative uh, 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 and the continuity of it through mm-hmm. and how that disciples us is exactly right. The Spirit uses that in such a powerful way to to commit to memory our understanding of Scripture and of God's story. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 I like, I like how... Uh a lot of these hymns. If you look um, down at the bottom of the hymnal, it'll tell you where they come from, where the the, the scripture references for the hymns, and how these um, these hymns so often uh, become like a, a little nugget of of a story um, in a way that that is easy to remember. And that's there's um, some of the justification hymns are some of my favorites for that. Absolutely, those texts are so rich, and and you read, you know, five or six stanzas and 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 you have the whole story right there
1: yes exactly right and that you know each hymn is written by an individual and yet we sing them corporately mm-hmm. you know there's something very powerful about that that it was someone's expression of faith somewhere at some time mm-hmm. and it becomes the story of the church it's, it's very very cool yeah. how hymns work and how our, our Christian songs work to proclaim in that way
0: mm-hmm. so. and they connect us throughout generations too so many of these hymns were written I mean there are there are plenty of new ones but so many of them were written so long ago and and our faith isn't our, our church isn't just a, a now it's it's been around for a long time
1: exactly right and uh, the whole point of tradition uh, is to point us to the future you know so many people interpret tradition as pointing us to the past um, and it really it, it does but with a trajectory towards the, the future that we're passing on or handing down mm-hmm. and I see this in the lives of my children now and the songs that they sing and the way that they um, perform the rites and ceremonies of the divine service and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, act out their faith uh, uh, in their daily lives. And it is just so beautiful to see how our faith is passed on mm-hmm. and, um, how that tradition works to make us a community that is also, um, future driven. It's a very eschatological, mm-hmm. uh, 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 focus that we live it now. And also we're looking towards what's coming.
0: Sure. Sure. And we in the church, um, sometimes we, in our Lutheran bubbles, um, you know, we we're exposed to this singing all of the time, but it's not something that is readily acceptable in culture. It's a very countercultural thing.
1: Absolutely, and and becoming more and more so. And mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, there's we could talk all day about how exactly <laughs> to to be countercultural and to 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 solve you know whatever problems we interpret there being in the world. Um, but the more that I've worked with youth in my career, um, they are so good at listening. Uh, to music because mm-hmm. they you know their their playlist is so extensive mm-hmm. and they have so many songs memorized mm-hmm. um, because of listening to all of these songs and so I I see that still today that uh, music and memory still um, play quite a uh, a significant role in our formation even if we're not singing but there's something so special about getting to use the voice and the instrument that God has given us and to do that in community and to make public witness of that and uh, one of the greatest Uh, experiences my extended family has is when we're together we we get around the piano and we sing hymns and songs together and Mm -hmm. I don't know of many families that do that but it's such a fulfilling time for us when we get to do that it's my Mm -hmm. grandfather's legacy that still endures in our family and uh, it's very special.
0: Mm Yes, I uh, when we visited my my extended family, my sister and my brother and sister in law and and all of her family um, over Christmas. You know, we walk into the house and the first thing we hear is them singing hymns, and they were live streaming it on Facebook, and it's just exactly. it's just it, it's a beautiful thing, really, to to have that um, that expression within within your family that that's really unique to the the church.
1: Absolutely right. Absolutely. So.
0: So how you said we could talk all day. We have, we have a couple more minutes before we're done. So, um, how do we, how do we bring our children up to the love of the music of the church?
1: Yeah, I, I really think it's a, um, it's an exposure thing, you know, at least for my children. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and that's if I have, I wouldn't say I have expertise with my children, but if I have any <laughs> expertise, it's with my children, I suppose. And, uh, um, parents are such important models of faith and action and communities are such important models of faith and Mm -hmm. and of uh, discipleship and action so the more that we teach our songs uh, the more they will become ingrained Um, recently our our children attended two different vacation bible schools Mm -hmm. uh, at two different churches with two different uh, uh, musical uh, palettes Mm -hmm. and uh, it was really fun to see them uh, they have all those songs memorized now. I mean, we have the CD in our car, and we just took a long road trip, and uh, we played them over and over and over. And I have them memorized now. And and so, uh, sometimes in our society, I think music becomes an afterthought. Um, mm-hmm. That it, we just have it on, um, and we forget the the intentionality that music um, uh, that. That music can have in our formation. And I think that goes both ways. There's times that when we forget about that uh, intentionality, we can surround ourselves with, um, uh, themes that are kind of opposed to the Christian, you know, um, you know, how we're supposed to live and what our discipleship is. Um, and at the same time, uh, when we, when we connect those together, that intentionality of music and discipleship, um, Uh, is very formational and just taking that seriously and doing that with our children. Um, and, uh, uh, using music to proclaim Christ is Mm -hmm. is such a gift.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. So hopefully now we've convinced everybody that, that hymn singing is a beautiful thing and that they should be involved in this. So there, the mass choir is open to volunteers. That's
1: right. So if you would like to be part of the mass choir, you can contact me through my seminary email address or, um, calling my, uh, seminary phone number, both of which are, um, accessible online and uh, I'd be happy to help get you guys connected. Sure. Uh, we'd love to have as many singers as possible mm-hmm. come sing with us.
0: And we'll have that information also archived with this audio. So if somebody is listening on our website, those the, that information will be readily available. And there's also a Facebook event. I hear now on right. the through Concordia the, through
1: the Concordia Seminary Facebook page there's a Facebook event that was just set up um, so that you can see that and uh, mark whether you're going or not <laughs> and if you want information about the Mass Choir there you can just comment on that event and I'll see that and I'll make sure that I follow up with you Perfect. but even if you don't come sing with the choir just come uh, <laughs> uh, to the Hymn Festival itself it's uh, August 27th at 3 o'clock and it's going to be an awesome event um, and we really want to just pack the place the The seminary is a wonderful environment for uh, seminary chapel is a beautiful place to, to, to sing and to make music. And it's even more fun when there's, you know, 800 people in the, in the house. So sure, we'd sure. love to have everyone there.
0: That's fantastic. So that's facebook.com slash Concordia SEM for more information. And, uh, Dr. Marriott, thanks for being my guest today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: You've been listening to Faith and Family. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thy Strong Word is coming up next. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time.